Welcome to Chromodiversity, a podcast for clinicians, educators, and families about common genetic diversity in children and adults. I'm Elliot Pollack, founder and CEO of the Chromodiversity Foundation, and I'll be your host. You're about to hear the first of two parts dedicated to predicting autism in extra X and Y children. Although not many medical professionals may be aware, research over the past decade has established that neurodiversity such as autism, ADHD, and dyslexia are far more common in people with an extra 47th X or Y chromosome than in the average population. For instance, according to today's best estimates, one out of six people with an extra X and up to one out of three with an extra Y are autistic. In other words, extra X and Y is associated to about 10 or 20 times higher likelihood of autism than in the average population. At the same time, the majority of people with extra X or Y are not autistic. What does this mean in practice for parents who have a young child diagnosed with an extra chromosome? Will it be a throw of the dice? Or is it possible to predict in advance if their own child is more likely than not to be autistic? If so, is there a way to predict which autistic traits are most likely? And is there anything that can be done to change outcomes for the better? Remarkably, as you're about to hear from groundbreaking research published in 2022, the answer to all of these questions is yes. Not only do we now know that autism in extra X and Y children can be predicted as early as the age of one, but also that it tends to include only two of the three key clinical traits used to diagnose autism, and perhaps most importantly, how early intervention can modify its trajectory with potential life-changing consequences. In this first of two parts, you'll hear the abstract, introduction, and methods that allowed to come to this conclusion. The second part, to be released next week, will explain the study's results and discuss its implications. So sit back, have a cup of coffee, and enjoy. Early symptoms of autism spectrum disorder, ASD, in one to eight-year-old children with sex chromosome trisomies, XXX, XXY, XYY, and the predictive value of joint attention by Ninka Bo, Hannah Schwab, Nicole Tartaglia, Rebecca L. Wilson, Kim Vanderveld, Sophie Van Rijn, published in European Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, August 2022. Abstract. The objective of the present study is to investigate the impact of sex chromosome trisomy, SCT, XXX, XXY, XYY, on the early appearance of autism spectrum disorder, ASD, symptoms, and the predictive value of joint attention for symptoms of ASD. SCTs are specific genetic conditions that may serve as naturalistic, quote, at-risk, unquote, models of neurodevelopment, as they're associated with increased risk for neurobehavioral vulnerabilities. A group of 82 children with SCT, aged 1 to 8 years, was included at baseline of this longitudinal study. Joint attention was measured at baseline with structured behavioral observations according to the early social communication scales. ASD symptoms were assessed with the modified checklist for autism in toddlers questionnaire and autism diagnostic interview revised in a one-year follow-up. Recruitment and assessment took place in the Netherlands and in the United States. The results demonstrate 
that ASD symptoms were substantially higher in children with SCT compared to the general population, with 22% of our cohort at clinical risk for ASD, especially in the domain of social interaction and communication. Second, a predictive value of joint attention was found for ASD symptoms at one-year follow-up. In this cohort, no differences were found between karyotype subtypes. In conclusion, from a very early age, SCT can be associated with an increased risk for vulnerabilities in adaptive social functioning. These findings showed neurodevelopmental impact of the extra X or Y chromosome on social adaptive development associated with risk for ASD already from early childhood onward. These findings advocate for close monitoring and early preventative support aimed to optimize social development of young children with SCT. Introduction. Sex chromosome trisomies, SCTs, are among the most common chromosomal aneuploidies in humans, with a prevalence of 1 in 650 to 1 in 1,000 of live births. SCT, the presence of an extra X or Y chromosome, leads to the chromosomal patterns of 47XXX in girls, triple or trisomy X, and 47XXY, Klinefelter syndrome, and 47XY, XYY syndrome in boys. SCT is characterized by a mild physical phenotype shared across SCT variants with minimal atypical facial characteristics, tall stature, and low muscle tone. On social behavioral level, SCT is associated with increased risk for challenges in social adaptive functioning, including shyness, social immaturity, difficulties in forming interpersonal relationships, increased levels of social anxiety, social impulsivity, and impairments in underlying social cognitive mechanisms. The severity of social behavioral vulnerabilities in school-aged children, adolescents, and adults with SCT is illustrated by an increased level of symptoms and clinical diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder, ASD. Previous studies determining the impact of SCT on ASD symptomology have focused on populations with broad age ranges, including participants from middle childhood to adulthood. On average, across these studies, depending on the ascertainment methods, diagnostic measurements, and criteria you used, about 15% of individuals with 47XXX, 18% of individuals with 47XXY, and 30% of individuals with 47XYY meet the full criteria of a clinical diagnosis of ASD. Thus, compared to a worldwide prevalence rate of ASD of 0.6% in the general population, the prevalence of ASD has been shown to be seriously higher in SCT. Even when the most conservative prevalence rate is considered and acknowledging some level of ascertainment bias in previous studies, there is consistent evidence that SCT is associated with a significantly elevated risk for ASD relative to population estimates. However, information on early developmental pathways in young children with SCT before the age of six years, precursing these social impairments later in life, is extremely limited. This is unfortunate, as early childhood is a period in which brain networks that biologically underpin social cognitive development rapidly mature and specialize. Consequently, early childhood serves as a key period to acquire social, emotional, 
and communicative developmental milestones. Therefore, the current study aims to investigate the early appearance of ASD symptoms in young children with SCT. Relevant to this developmental perspective is the notion that the presence of an additional X or Y chromosome is known to convergently impact the maturation of brain functions and networks involved in social adaptive cognitive and behavioral development, often referred to as, quote, the social brain, unquote. Atypical brain maturation may be expressed in an impaired development of social cognitive functions necessary to shape social and communicative behavior in everyday life. From this bottom-up neurophysiological perspective, having an extra X or Y chromosome may compromise social development and contribute to symptoms and clinical diagnosis of neurodevelopmental disorders such as ASD. Interestingly, since SCT can be identified as early as prenatally, in contrast to ASD, early social developmental pathways can be studied prospectively. Identifying risk for ASD symptoms in genetic conditions such as SCT may therefore give insights of etiological pathways leading to complex behavioral phenotypes, thereby serving as a naturalistic, quote, at-risk, unquote, model of neurobehavioral development. This investigation, therefore, explores the question of how early social developmental pathways in young children with SCT may lead to social impairment later in life, as expressed in symptoms of ASD. A pivotal dimension of infant social cognition that serves as an important milestone in early typical social development and as an early precursor for ASD is joint attention. Joint attention refers to the active capacity to coordinate attention between interactive social partners to share an awareness of an object or event in their environment. In typical development, joint attention begins to emerge in the first six months of life and continues to develop at least until the age of three years old. The early development of joint attention is manifest as two behavioral patterns responding to joint attention, referring to the ability to follow the direction of gaze and gestures of others towards the object or event in their environment, also referred to as, quote, gaze following, unquote, and two, initiating joint attention, referring to the spontaneous use of direction of gaze and gestures to share or direct the attention of others towards the object or event, important for social understanding. In typical early childhood, joint attention is an important social cognitive mechanism exposing the child to social experiences of perspective sharing with others. Observations of joint attention provide important information about the development of mental processes that are crucial for subsequent components of social and cognitive development that impact the understanding of and responding to social relevant information. For example, differences in joint attention abilities among young children are associated with language and global cognitive development and with social adaptation and self-regulation in preschool and school-aged children. Accordingly, joint attention difficulties serve as a specific, quote, red flag, unquote, during social development of young children who are on developmental trajectories towards a clinical diagnosis of ASD, besides other pathologies like intellectual disabilities or specific language impairments. Also, in SCT, the development of joint attention abilities has proven to be vulnerable as difficulties were found in the accuracy to spontaneously follow point and gaze gestures in children with SCT between 1 and 7 years old. 
Joint attention can be reliably and objectively measured in behavioral observations and are feasible to implement as a marker for, quote, at risk, unquote, subsequent developmental screening of social development. Because of the well-supported developmental continuity between early joint attention and social, cognitive, and communicative development, the present study aims to explore whether joint attention abilities in young children with SCT longitudinally predict ASD symptoms in SCT. Taken together, the primary aim of the current study is to investigate early pathways to social impairment as expressed in ASD symptoms in an international sample of young children with SCT aged 1 to 8 years. In addition to this main question, the predictive value of early joint attention on ASD symptoms one year later is explored to understand how early social cognitive mechanisms may predict ASD symptoms in SCT. By identifying the effect of specific karyotype subtype and possible recruitment bias, this study allows for an investigation of phenotypic differences within the SCT group. Based on the relevance of the extra X and Y chromosome on development of brain networks underlying social function and reported vulnerability for social adaptive functioning in individuals with SCT, we hypothesize that, on average, children with SCT may show increased levels of AST symptoms and that joint attention difficulties predict these symptoms over time. Given this rise in prenatal diagnosis of SCT, there's not only the opportunity to prospectively investigate early social development, but also the great need to gather knowledge on the early development of children with SCT. These studies will help identify early targets for monitoring and early intervention, leading to improved clinical care and developmental outcomes for young children with SCT. Methods Recruitment. The present study is part of a larger ongoing longitudinal study, the TriXY Early Childhood Study, Leiden, the Netherlands, which includes children with SCT and non-clinical controls aged 1 to 8 years. The TriXY Early Childhood Study aims to identify neurodevelopmental risk in young children with an extra X or Y chromosome. Children with SCT were recruited and assessed at two sites, the trisomy of the X and Y chromosomes, TriXY Expert Center at Leiden University, Lübeck in Leiden, the Netherlands, and the Extraordinary Kids Clinic in Developmental Pediatrics at Children's Hospital Colorado in the USA. Children in the SCT group were recruited in cooperation with the Clinical Genetics and Developmental Pediatrics Departments from the Netherlands and Colorado USA, as well as through patient advocacy groups and social media postings. Recruitment strategy was assessed, and three subgroups were identified. One, active prospective follow-up, which included families who were actively followed after prenatal diagnosis, 52.4% of the SCT group. Two, information-seeking parents, which included families who were actively looking for more information about SCT without having specific concerns about the behavior of their child either after a prenatal or postnatal diagnosis, 26.8% of the SCT group. And three, clinically referred cases, which included families seeking professional help based on specific concerns about their child's development, either after prenatal or postnatal diagnosis, 20.7% of the SCT group. All participants, child and parents, 
were Dutch or English-speaking, and all children had normal or corrected to normal vision and did not have a history of traumatic brain injury or seizure disorder. Participants. We obtained written informed consent from the parents or guardians of all participating children according to the Declaration of Helsinki. This study was approved by the Ethical Committee of Leiden University Medical Center, the Netherlands, and the Colorado Multiple Institutional Review Board, COMIRB, in Colorado, USA. A group of 82 children with SCT, range 1 to 7 years old, was included at baseline in the study. The study sample consisted of 24 girls with 47XXX, 29.2%, 41 boys with 47XXY, 50%, and 17 boys with 47XYY, 20.7%. The diagnosis of SCT was defined by trisomy in at least 80% of the cells, which was confirmed by standard karyotyping. 56 children 68.3% were diagnosed prenatally, and 26 children were diagnosed postnatally, 31.7%. 19 out of 41 boys with 47XXY had received testosterone treatment, 46.3%. Parental education of caregivers was assessed at baseline according to the criteria of Hollingshead. Scores of this scale include zero, no formal education, one, less than seventh grade, two, junior high school, three, partial high school, four, high school graduate, five, partial college or specialized training, six, standard college or university graduation, and seven, graduate or professional training. If two parents were available, level of education was averaged over both parents. Mean parental education was 5.95. of all parents indicated that their child had a second caregiver. Measurements and instruments. Joint attention. Joint attention abilities were measured at baseline in a systematic behavior observation of a structured 20-minute play situation, the Early Social Communication Scales, ESCS. The ESCS is designed to measure the development of different dimensions of early nonverbal communication. Children were presented with a series of wind-up toys, hand-operated toys, and a book to look at with the experimenter that have been designed to elicit social and communicative bids with the experimenter. In addition, the experimenter presented the child with two sets of gaze-following trials. Data from the ESCS domains of initiating joint attention and responding joint attention were examined in this study. Following the procedures described by Mundi PD, the ratings of joint attention during fixed time intervals were scored by trained independent raters. Coding consists of noting the frequency of occurrence of joint attention. Raters were not involved in the assessment and blind to the child's karyotype. Symptoms of ASD in two to four-year-old children, MCHAT. The modified list for autism in toddlers, MCHAT, was administered at follow-up to explore early signs of ASD in two to four-year-old children with SCT. The MCHAT is an autism spectrum disorder screener with 20 questions about current skills and behaviors using a yes or no format. Examples of items are, does your child play pretend or make believe? And does your child respond when you call his or her name? 
The Dutch version was translated from the original English version using a forward-back translation approach by a bilingual native speaker of both languages. The MCHAT was administered to detect ASD symptoms in children with SCT aged 2 to 4 year old. Presence of non-typical behavior was assigned a score of 1 and total score was interpreted. Total score of 0 to 2 suggests a negative low risk for ASD. Total score of 3 to 7 as positive medium risk for ASD and total score of 8 to 20 as positive high risk for ASD. The MCHAT has shown to have adequate sensitivity and specificity. Symptoms of ASD in 4 to 8 year old children, ADIR. The Autism Development Interview Revised, ADIR, is a structured parent report interview and recognized as the golden standard for establishing a clinical diagnosis of ASD and was administered at follow-up to investigate ASD symptoms in 4 to 8 year old children with SCT. The ADIR is based on DSM-4 and ICD-10 diagnostic criteria for ASD, which includes over 100 items, and generates algorithm scores for each of three subdomains of ASD symptomology. A. Qualitative impairments in reciprocal social behavior, social interaction. B. Deficits in communication and language development, communication. And C. Restricted range of interest and or stereotypic behavior, restricted and repetitive behavior or interests. The ADIR interviews were scored by trained independent raters on the following scale. Zero, behavior of the type specified in the coding is not present. One, behavior of the type specified is present in an abnormal form, but not sufficiently severe or frequent to meet the criteria for a two. Two, definite abnormal behavior. Three, extreme severity of the specified behavior. Seven, four, definite abnormality in the general area of the coding, but not of the type specified. Eight, four, not applicable. And nine, four, not known or not asked. To be consistent with DSM-5 diagnostic criteria for ASD, items from the social and communication domains were considered together. A sum of scores on the social interaction and communication domain and on the restricted and repetitive behaviors or interest domain resulted in an ADIR total score. We used the diagnostic algorithm, which is based on the retrospective functioning at age four to five years. For each primary domain of ASD, a cutoff score is provided. Social interaction cutoff score equals 10. Communication cutoff score equals 8. Restricted and repetitive behaviors or interests cutoff score equals 3. Above which a child meets clinical criterion for ASD. Global level of cognitive development. To measure global level of intelligence at follow-up, developmental age appropriate instruments were used. The cognitive scale of the Bailey scales of infant and toddler development third edition, Bailey 3, was administered to two to four-year-old children. In the older children, four subsets of the Weschler Preschool and Primary Scales of Intelligence, third edition, WPPSI 3, were used to estimate global level of intelligence, block design, matrix reasoning, vocabulary, and similarities. The WPPSI 3 was selected because there's a validated Dutch version. 
total IQ estimates were calculated based on this short-form version of the WPPSI-3. Study procedures. Assessment took place at various sites, Colorado, USA, and the Netherlands, either in a quiet room at the university or at home. To standardize the testing environment, the testing setup and research protocols were identical at each research setting. Researchers from Leiden University were responsible for all project and data management, in other words, training and supervision of researchers, processing and scoring of data. All assessments and questionnaires in the study were administered by child psychologists in the Dutch or English language, depending on the first language of the child and parents. During the ESCS, the child was seated at a table across from a familiar examiner, and verbal instructions were kept to a minimum. The structured ESCS assessment was videotaped with full-face view of the child and profile view of the experimenter. As a follow-up assessment, one year, 12 months, after baseline, the Bailey 3, WPPSI 3, MCHAT, and ADIR were administered. The MCHAT questionnaire was filled in by the primary caregiver of children aged 2 to 4 years, and the ADIR interview was conducted with the primary caregiver of children with SCT aged 4 to 8 year old. Statistical analysis. Statistical package for the social sciences, SPSS version 25, was used for statistical analysis. An independent sample t-test was used to measure research site differences, the Netherlands versus USA on the outcome variables in the SCT group and differences in ASD symptoms between two IQ groups, below average IQ, average IQ. Pearson's R was used to assess correlations between age, global cognitive functioning, ASD symptoms, and joint attention. Hierarchical linear regression models were carried out to investigate the longitudinal relationships between joint attention and ASD symptoms, accounting for age effects. First step, age of the child. Second step, joint attention. Differences on outcome measures between karyotype, subtypes, and recruitment groups were measured with ANCOVAs, accounting for age effects. Statistical analysis were performed two-tailed, and statistical significance was set at p less than 0.05 a priori. Effect sizes were calculated with r-squared. Explain variance. Thank you for listening to this first of two parts dedicated to predicting autism in extra X and Y children. As you heard, about one in six people with an extra X chromosome and up to one in three with an extra Y fit traditional DSM-5 medical criteria of autism. However, it was unknown if and how it might be possible to detect social and emotional precursor signs from an early age. This matters because it's in the first years of childhood that biological brain networks develop the fastest, and when early intervention can potentially make the most difference to lifelong outcomes. As you also heard, the research uses the medical model of autism that frames autistic traits such as communication and social differences as abnormalities. While I personally believe it is urgent to depathologize the clinical language of neurodiversity and move from deficit to difference, this is in keeping with virtually all scientific research on autism today, without which it's virtually impossible to be taken seriously in the medical world or obtain financing. 
Tune in next week to hear the remarkable results and potential implications of this groundbreaking piece of research. And have a wonderful day.